allow him to speak to you. A man is speaking this morning, but the Lord can speak to you. Welcome him to speak to you this morning. Oh yes, sweet Holy Spirit, we welcome you, your very presence, your awesome presence. Speak to us, teach us, O Lord. Have your way, O God. Have your way, O God. Oh yes, Masula Makiandala Basi Baba. Oh God. Oh Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, O God. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Have your way this afternoon. Have your way, O God. Masaya mama mama. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. So we lift up holy hands with one opportunity to come before you to share your word to receive from you holy spirit have your way Lord. Have your way in the mighty name of jesus christ somebody say amen put your hands together for the lord and you may receive that wow it's a great privilege to be here this morning I want to salute first of all my father bishop my father bishop patrick bruce 
and my own mother, Episcopal Sister Dr. Joy Bruce. Hallelujah. You know, when I first went to the North in 1997, 11th January 1997, but for them, I don't know where I would have been by now. The Lord prepared them for me so that by going there and me meeting them, my life will come into the will of God. God bless you so much. God bless you so much. Hallelujah. And I also want to thank our father, Bishop Bagibo Mills. But for him, I will not be standing here. Hallelujah. And it's when your, your daddy and mommy are sitting down for you to speak. It's not a simple thing. But I believe the Lord will help us. Hallelujah. And have an open heart, open mind to receive. And I thank God also for my wonderful wife. L.P. Aisha Norte. Yesterday was our 17th wedding anniversary. And, and it was Sister Joy Bruce who actually blessed our marriage. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Now, this morning, for a short while, I'm sharing with you about some keys to evangelism. Some keys to evangelism. You can also call it some keys to rural evangelism, but it applies everywhere. Hallelujah. The first key that we need if we are going to be effective in soul winning, which is the main work of the church, which is the main task that Jesus Christ gave to us, is to have a heart or a passion for soul winning. Hallelujah. This main work that Jesus gave us, without a certain passion, without a certain heart for it, you cannot do it. You will not be consistent in evangelism if it is not in your heart. If you don't have a heart for it, you may start and then along the line, you stop. And quite often, many evangelizing programs turn into just visitation. Instead of outreach. Instead of reaching out to new souls. Many winnable souls that are out there. It changes into visitation of old members. Old members who are who are not stable, and sometimes visitation of even stable members, instead of reaching out to new souls, either. So if it is not in your heart, you cannot continue. So the first thing you must have is a heart 
and passion for soul winning. Amen. Matthew chapter 9 and the verse from verse 35. Matthew 9 from verse 35. It says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages. If you're a pastor and you don't have a ministry in a village or towards villages, you are you are missing something that Jesus did. Oh, can I preach? I'm saying if you're a pastor and you know you have no ministry in a village or towards villages then you are missing something that Jesus himself did. Because and Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Not only the cities. Because many tend to restrict themselves to cities. Of course, there are more offerings in the cities. Of course, fundraising is better in the cities. But Jesus... He, he knew that a soul is a soul. Whether it's in the city or it's in a village, a soul is a soul and it's important to God. He went to the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was not preaching the gospel of success. He was not preaching the gospel of prosperity. He was not preaching the gospel of the marketplace. He was not preaching the gospel of stock exchange. He was not preaching any of these things. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. That was what he was preaching. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. When Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. See, he didn't see them as customers. No. He didn't see them as potential voters. He didn't. Because when a politician see multitude, they suddenly see potential voters. When when a supplier see multitude, he sees potential customers. But Jesus, when he saw the multitude, he didn't see them as any of these things. He saw them as souls. He saw them as sheep that needed to be saved. Because he had compassion on them. What do you see when you see many people walking around? We go through town. We move up and down, going about our business. We come in contact with different people, so many souls. But even though we are pastors and church workers, the fact that all these people you are meeting and coming across are souls that can be won, it does not occur to us. Why? Because the certain heart is not there. 
But when Jesus saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. He had a certain love, a certain feeling, a certain sympathy towards them. He saw them as souls that if no one reaches out to them and help them, they will be lost. So if you're going to be a somebody who is into evangelism, winning so bringing souls to Christ, you must have the heart for it. Without that same heart, you cannot do it. It will not continue. You, you will start and stop along the line. So I pray that in these few days, a certain heart, a certain compassion for soul winning will enter into your heart in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen from somebody? Have a compassion for souls. Proverbs 4, 23. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Give me an NIV. 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 Okay, you live in and then go to NIV. It's a guard your hearts. All right. Above all else, guard your hearts. For everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from your heart. So if the, the passion, the love for so many is not in your heart, evangelism will not flow from your life. What flows from you, from your life, comes from your heart. So if evangelism, if so winning, the passion for souls is not in your heart, there will be little or no evangelism in your ministry. It will only be a, a constant, a constant program, a constant outreach, a constant activity that you'll be involved in if only it is in your heart. Or from your heart comes your ministry. Your heart is the beginning of your ministry. So what is in your heart, that is what will flow out of your life in your ministry. So if so winning is what is in your heart, that is what you will always be involving because that is what is in your heart. May so winning be in your heart. As I may so winning be in your heart. Hallelujah. Right. And you see, when you look at the life of Jesus Christ, he was concerned about souls from beginning to the end. Either. And if someone is what is in your heart, it will help to keep you on track to the very end. Jesus never went off soul winning. His concern was about souls from beginning to the end. In Mark chapter 1, verse 17, when he started his ministry to send his disciples. The first thing he told them about was souls. He said, come follow me, Jesus said. 
and I will send you out to fish for people. King James Version, please. Is somebody listening to me this morning? And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you become fishers of men. His whole mind and heart was about men, souls. So right from the beginning of his ministry, when he was choosing his disciples, he commissioned and said, come and follow me. And when you follow me, you will become fishers of men. You will become soul winners. You become people who bring men to God, who bring men into the kingdom, who protect men from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous son. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that was right from the beginning. Oh, when he became anointed, he announced that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. To preach the gospel. Hallelujah. He did, see, what you become depends so much on who you are following. Paul said, follow me and I'll make you become, you become fishes of men. So if you are not becoming fishes of men, check who you are following and check what you are following. I said, if you are not becoming fishes of men, check who you are following and what you are following. If you are following somebody who is mainly into prophetic encounter, prophetic everything. Who is mainly into this nonsense masses? And all the activities has to do with I mean something fantastic and something marvelous. But nothing about soul winning. And that is what you are following. You, you will not become a soul winner. That Jesus is following. And you become fishers of men. Because Jesus himself was into fishing of men. So what you follow, you become it. What you do depends so much on who you are listening to, who you are following, who you are copying. Either. Or he himself was into so many. He went about preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Throughout his whole ministry, even on the cross in his most traumatic time he had he made chance to win one more soul his mind and heart about souls never changed it was the same from the right from the beginning to the end it was he was suffering on the cross oh he told the thief that today you will be with me in paradise he won one more soul before he departed from the earth hallelujah if so many will be in your heart it will keep you on track you will not divert into all kinds of things that do not bring pleasure to the master you will not be involved in all kinds of things that that, adds, that does not add to the kingdom of God. You will stay on track if soul winning is what is in your heart. 
I pray that in these few days, oh, the fire for soul winning will fill your heart. As the fire for soul winning will fill your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. See, and I like the verse that um, Sister Joy read. That Paul told Timothy that do the work of an evangelist. It's not about, oh, I have an apostolic ministry. I'm called to the prophetic. You know, some of us, we are very prophetic, you know. I'm called to the, to the teaching ministry. No. Whether you are called to the apostolic, to the prophetic, to the evangelist ministry to the teaching ministry pastoral ministry paul is speaking to all of us and saying do the work of an evangelist do the work of an evangelist. at the end of the day whether you are an apostle a prophet evangelist pastor or teacher at the end of the day the end result of whatever you are doing must be so winning the end result you are doing see what is the use if you prophesy to somebody about a certain draft in his hometown and what the draft has been doing in the past four years and then you deliver the person but at the end the person's soul is not saved and ends up in hell of what use was that prophecy that you gave of what use no matter the kind of ministry you are called to be involved in at the end of it all the fruit the results must be same winning of souls into the kingdom of god i listen to me somebody it will help to keep you on track and to not deviate May you not deviate in Jesus' name. Amen. May you win souls to the very end. Amen. Hallelujah. And Jesus in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. When he rose from the dead, the vision was the same. His heart was the same. The beginning, same. Throughout his ministry, same. On the cross, when he was in trauma, same. When he died and rose from the grave, same. It did not change. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It did not change. May you have a heart for soul winning, and may that heart never change. I said, may that heart never change. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 15, from verse 17. The story of the prodigal son, from verse 17. It says, and when he came to himself, he said, How many high servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy high servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion 
and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am not worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted cow and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found, and they began to be merry. The father was excited about the loss that was found. The father was excited about the soul that was dead, but has been made alive again. Verse 25. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father has killed the fatted calf because he has received him safe and sound. And he was angry. Look at it. The thing that made the father excited and rejoice is the same thing that made the elder brother angry. What made the father excited was what made the elder brother angry. Why? They did not have the same heart. The elder brother did not have the same heart like the father. Because if you have the same heart, what makes your father to rejoice should also make you rejoice. What makes him excited should also make you excited. But he was angry because he did not have his father's heart. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. So I'm sure those days there was no phones and whatnot, but let's assume that when it was about 200 to 500 meters away, we heard music and dancing. So, ah, what's up? so he took his, his phone and called, said, Alasa, I, I hear music in the about what, what, what's, what's happening? So Alasa said, oh, um, your brother, your, your brother is Ifu. He says he had come back home, and your father is so excited that's why he has organized a party for him. Then he said, "What? A party for him? What? I'm not coming home." He cut the call. <laughs> so Alasan had to go and beseech the father at the moon. Depends based on where I'm coming from. The, the names I'm using the names. <laughs> Um, uh, your, your other brother, your other son, is he fool? He doesn't want to come home. So why? And he said, um, why, why are you organizing a party for for his junior brother, them who has come home? Father said, oh. So the father had to now go out and meet him, to talk with him, to explain why he should be happy and he should come home. He did not have the father's heart. Oh, look at it. He answering said to him. He answering said to his father, Lo, this 
this many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandments. See, some people they are very holy, but outreach they don't do it. I shouldn't say what I'm saying. No fornication, no lies, no stealing, no. I mean, you know, certain evils is not associated with them, but so winning, they don't win souls. When you're like that, you are just like this elder brother. You are Mr. Clean, Madam Clean, but you don't win souls. You're a pastor who doesn't touch offerings, but you don't win souls. You're a pastor who loves your sheep. The sheep you won through crusades four years ago. You love them started the ministry. You love them. But to win souls, you don't. You feed the sheep, you teach them. But to win souls, you don't. You don't transgress at the commandments. But so winning, you don't do it. Neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son, this precious soul that I come home, he was referring to him as this thy son. He didn't even say my brother, he said this thy son, this your son. This was, as soon as this your son came home, we shall devour thy living with harlots, the one who has not been holy. The one who has led a, 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 a riotous life. Thou has killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. I listen to me. Now listen. This elder brother, he had all the things that belong to the father. He had his father's house, but he didn't have his father's heart. I say he had his father's house, but he did not have his father's heart. You may be in the father's house. The father's house may be your house. Where you are, you are, you are dwelling there forever. David said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. You are dwelling in the father's house, but you don't have the father's heart. You don't have it. He had his father's estate. Control the father had a lot of a lot of houses. He had his father's estate, but he did not have his father's estimate of a soul. As for the father's estate, he had it. The estate are part of soul. The estate are pankramu. The estates at at where Swami. The estate at Atonsu. He had all, but he did not have his father's estimates of a soul. The value the father places on a soul, the elder brother did not have it. That was why he felt that it was the brother was not worth the killing of the calf. So what's all this celebration about? Why should we kill a whole calf over a son that has wasted your money and come home? Or he didn't have the father's estimate. Jesus said, What's a little prophet a man? 
if he's against the whole world and lose his own soul or what shall a man give in exchange in exchange for his soul see in exchange for bread you give five cities in exchange for king you give two cities in exchange for for what <laughs> Either, but when it comes to soul, there is nothing in this world that has an equal value as a soul. Said nothing, not the World Trade Center, not all the wealth of America, not all the wealth of China, no wealth of any part of this world, or all the wealth all put together in the world is not equivalent to the value of one soul. It's not equivalent. But the better brother did not have the father's estimate of a soul. He had his father's, all of his father's possessions. Because the father said, All that I have is thine. Even though he had his father's possessions, he did not have his father's compassion. When the father saw him, the father was moved with compassion and ran. They had never seen the father running before. I mean, old men don't run. When was the last time you saw a 70-year-old man going for jogging? But when the father saw the soul for the first time in many years, in decades, the father began to run because a soul was coming home may you run after what god runs after i said may you run after what god runs after he had compassion on the son but this elder brother he didn't have his father's compassion and once you don't have the father's heart you'll be totally different you'll be completely different his father was loving was kind was compassionate was was focused on souls but this elder brother his heart and mind was different the, the prodigal son he should thank god that he didn't come when the father was away if the father had died before he came home the story would have been different the elder brother would have said, so who is that? Say, hey, Alassan, open the dogs. Release the dogs. You wouldn't even welcome him into the house. May you have the father's heart. I said, may you have the father's heart. May you be compassionate about soul being. Hallelujah. I listened to me, somebody. Yeah. How they estimates. The father's estimate of a soul. Amen. Now listen. When we look at our evangelists, evangelist Doug Mills. Oh God. You see a man of God with a heart, with a passion, with a love for souls and soul winning. Yeah. And it has been the same from the beginning up to now. The same. Same. It has not gone down. If anything, it has become stronger. 
Are you there? And you see, if you're going to be into soul winning and be persistent and consistent in it, you must have such a heart. You must have such a heart. I remember some few years ago, I think probably around 2016 or so, I started holding mini crusades, just some mini, mini crusades here and there. And one day, I was watching Healing Jesus documentary. I was watching a series of them. Series. And, and one of them, I've forgotten the title. The evangelist was preaching. And then it started raining heavily. But that did not stop him from preaching. Because you see him stretching for the sound, preaching to the crowd. And then whilst it was still raining, he made an altar call. And knelt down and led the people to Christ in the rain. As I was watching, I said, Lord, this heart, this heart for souls, this passion for souls, Lord, give me that same heart. Give me that same heart. And as I was watching and praying, suddenly, I burst into tears. I started crying, crying uncontrollably. And I can't remember what even happened at the end. But from that time, I continued having the mini crusades. But that particular year, I felt in my heart that I should win 1,000 souls through crusades for Christ. So I started pressing on, pressing on, pressing on. By the end of that year, I, I, I was not able to meet the target, but I led to Christ about almost about 900 souls to Christ through those mini crusades. And I continued from there. And from 2016 to March 2020, through our mini crusades here and there, we have led to Christ 5,562 souls. 5,562 that we are led to Christ through many crusades here and there week after week, week after week, week after week, week after week. Yes, right in, in Boku where we have 75% Islam. Yeah, right over there. Are you there? Now, as I've been involved in the soul winning and all that, it didn't really occur to me that that day that I was watching and I, I started crying. It didn't occur to me that something happened to me. It didn't really occur to me that a certain grace came upon me. So when I'm there, I call a missionary, oh, missionary, please do some crusades. Organize mini crusades. I'll share with them all the, all the things we do and all that. After three months, have you done a crusade? Uh, no, we are still preparing. That's how I won't be preparing again. That's how the last time I spoke with you two months ago, that I hold a crusade and you have not. I have already done five crusades already. I'm still doing more. Then I'll call, I'll call again. Okay, have you have you had a had a crusade? So and we are we are holding one next week. Hey, then after some months. Oh, have you done another one? So, um, since the first one, things have been this and this and that. And so, I remember I used to wonder that, ah, 
But how come people are not into it? And it's like, do it. I mean, just go and hold the crusade, but somehow they are not able to, to rise up and do it. Then, about maybe two months or three months ago, one of our, our bishops is a friend of mine. He called me. I said he had called because he had a dream about me. And that the dream was about my evangelistic evangelism and evangelistic ministry. And so I see. So he spoke and he said, Oh, he feels that I should really pray about it and develop it. I had never had any discussion with him before about any crusade. I mean, there are those that I send my crusade pictures and all that to. I mean, my mother is uh, one of the first persons I send it to. I've never mentioned it to him before. So when it's for, I said, okay, I said, that's, okay. that's, that's, that's true. And I said, well, I've been holding mini crusades for some time. And I was planning to hold our first major crusade, which was going to be in a town on your way to Garu. And the target was that within those three nights of crusade, we should win 1,000 souls to Christ. That was the target. And just when we were preparing, then the pandemic the pandemic came now even when the pandemic came we still had two online crusades we still had two online crusades so as he was talking with us, i said well this is what we we're planning and that as the pandemic came and we couldn't hold physical crusade we had done an online crusade and even now as you are speaking to me i'm preparing for a second online crusade it was then that it occurred to me that no this thing i'm doing is not just natural but it's a grace and then my mind went back to the day i was watching our father preaching at the healing jesus crusade hallelujah when the heart for it is and so as i talk about oh, my crusades and whatnot it's not a house of wild equipment no maybe i'll show some picture maybe later my crusade equipment equipment number one is a, a, a rechargeable speaker just like this one the rechargeable with a stand and it comes with two cordless mics and then a long cable with about six or seven lamp holders on them. So when we go to a, a crusade ground, we connect to a power, we fix some poles in the on the in the, on the ground, and then we, we take the cable around it and we fix our bulbs in the lamp holders with our keyboard. That's all. That's all the crusade equipment. That's all. No stage. No crusade. The background is the stage. No, no wooden platform. No metal platform. Nothing. And we just moved from one place to the end. So somewhere in an area, you have hundred souls giving your life to Christ, fifty souls giving your life to Christ, thirty souls, and each week we have it. We keep adding a number, and by the time we realize we are one more than 5,562 souls in four years, which means an average of about 1,300 souls 
Israel for Christ through many crusades. Not any other conventions and whatever. Through many crusades. When it's in your heart, you do it. When you have the estimates of a soul. See, pastors who don't have Christ's estimate of a soul, they hold conventions throughout the year. They don't hold crusades. Oh, oh, did I say something wrong? As a pastors that do not have Christ's estimate of a soul, they hold conventions. They hold this nonsense must stop. They hold seven days of power encounter. They hold the devil was the devil must die. Hey. They hold all these programs without a single crusade targeted at winning souls. And you see, you need to tell yourself the truth. Or somebody will say, Oh, eh, but when, when we hold conventions, we do other calls. I beg you, I beg you, tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth. When you compare the income that will come in from a convention to help your ministry work, as compared to the income that will come, if any at all, when you put two and two together, you say, oh, no, I'll do a convention and, and I'll do a strong altar call. Brother, it's not the same. Tell yourself the truth. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. It's not the same. When the estimate of a soul that Christ has is what you have in your heart, you will go all length. You will have good sex. You will win souls at all costs. Because you know the value, the estimate that the father places on the soul. Yeah. Four years running, you've held conventions. You've held prophetic encounter. You've held breakthrough hour. You've held different, different, different programs. But the only programs you have not held is a program to reach out to souls. You have had no crusade. So I'm not an evangelist. And I'm also not an evangelist. We are called to do the work of an evangelist. In my house, I have, I have hammer and nails. I'm always nailing things here and there. I'm like, I said I'm not a carpenter, but I have a hammer and nails, nailing wood here and there. I do the work of a carpenter sometimes in my house, but I'm not a carpenter. I'm not. I'm not a carpenter. Do the work of an evangelist. Whether you're an apostle, whether you're a chorister. So ask on me, I'm into singing. You get to heaven and when, when God is asking you questions, oh, what did you do about evangelistic work? Go and say, ask of me, I was into singing. 
no matter your role, no matter your calling, you are supposed to do the work of an evangelist. And you cannot do it unless it is in your heart. I think we should stand to our feet and pray. We should pray. That God will touch our heart and put in our heart this love for souls, this heart for souls, this same compassion that Jesus had. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them. Lift your voice, somebody pray. Pray, somebody. Ask the Lord to touch your heart. To touch your heart. To give you that passion. That passion for souls. That passion for souls. For souls. Lift your voice unto the Lord. Mayama Kabaya Baba 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 Remandoli Musanda Lama Kabala Baba 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 That's our house Lord That's our house Lord Oh God We have your heart for souls Your heart for souls Your compassion for souls Your love for souls Fill our hearts Lord with that same passion, with that same love, with that same interest in souls and souls. Rabaya Mande Pelebe Kabrobelebe Bangola Mastelebe Rima Mama 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 Oh God We have love The heart of Jesus The heart of Jesus The heart of the center of souls The heart of the center of souls And so many of them Rabaya Mama 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 Bangolebe Kabrobelebe
must be ready for a lot of preparations. Because if you are organizing a supper, a party, and you don't prepare, it's not going to work. Either. You are organizing a party. What type of meal do you want to serve? And those meals, what ingredients do you need? Either. What kind of drinks? Where can you get them? Who can prepare it? I mean, various preparations. Because if you don't prepare well, you cannot have a great supper. So anyone that wants to be involved in soul winning of any kind, whether crusades, whether breakfast meetings, whether one-on-one, door-to-door, whether salvation rallies, whatever, there's a need for preparations. And the preparations are in various categories. And the first area of preparation I want to talk about is a area of prayer. Prayer. The area of prayer. The souls who want to win for Christ, they are already in somebody's camp. No soul is walking around free. Every soul has an owner. And the souls that are not for Christ are for the devil. So you cannot just go and gather them to the house of God or to the kingdom of God. You must be ready for a battle. You must be ready for spiritual warfare. If you are not into prayer, you cannot have a good evangelistic ministry or a good evangelistic work. I mean... The devil will not just give his souls to you freely. And so, oh, yeah, what? Uh, Reverend Doctor, oh, I see. Come and get 20 souls. <laughs> no. There is no soul that is just there to be given or taken out for free. Mark chapter 3, verse 27. Mark 3, 27. It says no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. You cannot walk into a strong man's house and then just start gathering his goods, his television sets, his sound system like that gathering and a strong man is sitting down watching you. That's okay. You must first before you touch or handle any soul, you must deal with the strong man first. Before you take hold of any soul, you must deal with the strong man that is holding the souls first. Until you have bound that strong man, you cannot have the souls. Because many souls are in different forms of captivity. Some are in the some are captured by immorality. It's a bondage. 
some are into idol worship some are into all kinds of addictions and all kinds of captivity of the devil and before you will release them you must deal with the enemies first I'm sure we have all watched Rambo Rambo doesn't just go to the prisons and just release the prisoners no he first deals with the enemy forces before he now get access to the prisoners that he wants to release because there are many souls that are out there who are prisoners of the enemy captive to sin captive to all kinds of things but before you can release them you must bind those demonic forces first and every area has demonic forces every area about Prophet Kagra shared a story where he said he was asleep and then his spirit came out of him and he walked to the front of his house and then in the front of his house was another house on the compound of his house then he suddenly saw a very short man so he asked him what are you doing here and the short man will say you two what are you doing here he said this is my house out of this place he said no i have been here for 400 years <laughs> i have been here for 400 years you have just come and he commanded him in the name of jesus to pack his baggage and leave and immediately that short man packed everything that was there on the command and left the souls you want to win in your area there are forces there that have been there for hundreds of years that have been ruling them that are held them captive and you want to release the souls you must deal with those strong men first without prayer you are going nowhere i said without prayer you are going nowhere you want to be into soul winning but you sleep from 9 p.m to 6 a.m you want to win souls but you you watch various series on the television till 12 midnight and you wake up at 6 a.m and you said you want to win souls you are joking listen jesus the soul winner was into prayers oh yeah he was into prayers bible said that and in the morning rising up a grace while before thee he departed into a solitary place and there prayed jesus the soul winner was into prayer he spent all night in prayer the soul winner See, every soul winning person is prayerful i'll say it again i'll take it again sometimes some singers when they sing the first line they pause and they say i'll take it again so me too i'll take it again every soul winning person is into prayer because without prayer 
no soul is gonna be saved to follow you to join your church. Yeah. And we see the example of Jesus Christ that he dealt with the devil through prayer. We see him praying all night. We see him rising up early to pray. We see him praying all day. We see him praying in the heat of the day. He spent a lot of time praying. But to win souls, you gotta pray. Push your neighbor and say, to win souls, you gotta pray. Second Corinthians 10, verse 3. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Verse 4. For the purpose of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The source wants to win, many are under different kinds of strongholds. See for, see, for somebody who is, a, who is a, a man to believe that he's a woman, it's a very stronghold. Very, very, very stronghold on the mind. That you, a man, excuse me with two books, you say you are a woman. Yeah. <laughs> As we can all see the boss, you are saying you're a woman. You believe it strongly that you are a woman, and nobody can convince you that you are not. That's a stronghold. Wow. That's a stronghold of the enemy. So to win these souls, you have to, in prayer, pull down these strongholds. So through mighty feel God to the pulling down of strongholds, verse five. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself, that lifts up itself against the knowledge of God. Many souls you want to win, there are various stories, there are various teachings, there are so many things that have lifted up itself in their minds, in their knowledge, against the knowledge of God. So your, 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 your teaching. An explanation of the Bible and what's not, it doesn't make sense to them until through prayer you cast down those imaginations and those high things that exalt is an image of God until you bring them down for their eyes to open, they will not see the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. They will not see until you bring them down. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it's a warfare. Either so winning is a warfare. It's not about setting up a stage. It's not about just going out house to house. That is why the house to house turn into visitation. That you don't go for house to house. You now go to already one source. Just if already in your house, just go and visit them and so and I went for outreach. How many souls did we have? And we we we, we visited the, the the members. I think like the next week that will really go into into the into the soul winning. And the next week becomes another visitation. Because it is a warfare. 
you cannot bring them into the kingdom of God unless you have released them in the realms of the spirit. Paul said, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them who believe not, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds. The God has blinded them. So for them to see in the realm of the spirit, you have to pray so that those scales on their eyes will fall off. Then they can see the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. And now, even with a prayer, you must set prayer targets. Yeah. Somebody must set a prayer target of 1,000 hours of prayer into a particular outreach program they are going to have. See, you can never know whether you have prayed enough unless you actually set targets and you meet them. So you are going to have a program, an outreach program at where? Pankrono? Where else? Bediakum? And all these areas, Swami and all that. You must say, okay, for this archery program, we are giving ourselves prayer hours of 1,000. Hey, how do I pray for 1,000 hours? It's possible. Either. Or somebody already wants to give us a house of 1,000 hours. Where are we reaching? We don't know what we are going to do. Either. Now, to achieve this 1,000 or 2,000 hours of prayer, get the list of all your leaders, your pastors, your deacons, your shepherds, your basenta leaders. If let's say they are 40 or 50, then you decide that every day for these 30 days, Everyone is going to break for this program, this archery program, at least one hour a day. And you must have a platform. But when, them, when you finish praying for one hour, you think that you have prayed one hour. You think that you have prayed. So, if let's say for, for 30 days, you have 50 pastors and leaders, and each of them pray for one hour towards the program a day, that's 50 hours in a day. Times 30 days. 1,500. So is it possible? I said, is it very possible? <laughs> Another way of meeting Karma, the, 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 the last um, online crusade we had, we set a target of 2,500 hours of prayer and we, we even crossed it. Another thing you do that you may decide, okay, today is a prayer day. Let's say 10 hours. And it's open to all pastors, members, leaders and have a sheet of paper. When you come in, you write your name, then you write the, the, the time to start praying. Let's say 7 o'clock, you, you write it down. And you start praying. And the, the prayer topics you have given already. I give the, I give out the prayer topics. So everybody knows what you are praying about. Nobody's there to give a prayer. So you come into the church and then you, you write where, what time you started and then you start praying we bind the, we bind the enemy we release the souls Lord anoint our pastor for one hour or one and a half two hours when you finish you write down the time you finish praying all the way from around 6am to 5pm so at the close of the day you take the paper 
and now you tabulate the number of hours that have been praying and by the time you realize about 60 70 hours of prayer have been done for that particular day hallelujah prayer target you can also have all might all nights of the whole church all nights of holy pastors various prayer meetings all geared towards meeting the hours of prayer target that you have given i listen to me so that through that the souls will be released the hearts of the people will be prepared the jokes will be broken so by the time you get to the to that crusade ground or outreach area or whatever the work have been done in the realm of the spirits already those whose eyes need to be open it has been open those who chain need to follow the chains are already falling off and as to go and preach that you begin to see signs and wonders happening and many people coming to give their lives to jesus christ Come on, somebody Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Another important area still under prayer is waiting on the Lord. Yeah, waiting on the Lord. Are you with me, somebody? Look for Luke 24, verse 49. Luke 24, verse 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry, await, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Hallelujah. Jesus told the disciples, I'm sending you to the world to win souls to preach the gospel, but don't just get up and go. Wait. Wow. Wait. Wait. Wait until you are endued with power, and then without power, you can then go out there on the outreach field. And in Acts chapter 2, they waited from verse 1. Acts chapter 2, from verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them clothing thorns like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Jump to verse 37. After they had waited, and the Holy Ghost came and were endued with power. What was the result? Peter began to preach. It was it now became a crusade atmosphere. He began to preach, and what happened? Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? When they waited on the Lord and they became empty with power, the words they spoke were not empty. 
the word the soul they spoke were sharper than two-edged sword. It pierced your heart. And so, what shall we do? You know, someone you reach out, you preach somebody, and say, oh, yeah, I, I, I get you, but I don't agree. I get you, but I, I don't agree. You give all the explanations. So, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but, but there's another opinion. But there's another school of thought. But when you are endued with power, and as you are speaking, the power of the Holy Ghost is backing the work. It will prick the heart of the souls, and they will readily give their lives to Christ. Verse 41. Verse 41. Look at the effect. Verse 41. Verse 41. 41. Then did that gladly receive his word. May people gladly receive your word. I said, may they gladly receive your word. Were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. That was the effect of waiting on the Lord for power to come upon them, so that when they speak, it shall not be empty words, but the words have contained the spirit and life that brings salvation. Wait on the Lord. As I wait on the Lord. As I wait on the Lord. Make time to spend time with God. When you are just in the presence of the Lord, shall we think? Seeking his face, looking up to him for revelation, looking up to him to give you a word, looking up to him to give you a window, looking up to him to touch the words of your mouth. That as you as you speak, the, the words shall come up, shall come out like fire, shall be like a sword to, to pierce heart, to burn down the various words of the enemy that are in the lives of the souls. And it comes by waiting on the Lord. Oh, you're so busy. So you don't have time to wait. So I want to, I want that when I stand on my crusade platform, it shall be like an evangelist that he will know. So when I say, I rebuke you, devil, be healed and healed him. Who want to heal? That's why they will just start coming. But you don't have time to wait. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Let our lessons well in His timing. He will tell where to go, what to do, and what to say. We must wait. We must wait. Wait, oh, wait on the Lord. We must wait. Wait, wait on the Lord. Oh, let our lessons well. In this time, He will tell where to go, what to do. The Lord is speaking to somebody this afternoon. We must wait. Oh, wait. 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 Wait.
where to go and what to do and what to say. Make time to wait for the Lord. Pastor, mm. what was the last time you locked yourself in a room and said today, I'm going nowhere. I'm just here with the Lord. What was the last time? What the last time you went to into a, to a forest? I guess wherever to just be with the Lord. You're busy running around. Right now. That's why you get tired. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You don't wait. You're too busy. That is why there's no strength for evangelism. That's why you're not reaching out to new souls. That's why there's no power when you speak. It just come empty words. But as you learn to wait upon the Lord, you be endued with power. And as you go out there to share the word, many souls shall come to Christ. Thank you, Officer. ourselves we will hold says we will go door to door we will hold breakfast meeting we will do the things that bring so winning by the end of God God will join heaven we thank you and bless you in Jesus name somebody say amen